Good afternoon, everyone. This is Tav Founder here. Today, Mr. Anassos is going to talk to us about um, healthcare and language barriers within healthcare and the healthcare system. Good afternoon. Hi, how's it going today? Great. So it's, a great it's a great, nice, sunny Sunday. How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty well. It is very nice and sunny over here in Malaga. It is, uh, it's a good day, very warm. So let's get on. Um, so yeah, language barriers. Um, I think this top topic today, or I thought of this topic, um, because this week I was talking a bit about, about that um, while doing a bit of research. And <clears throat> I can still remember just in general in my own language going to receive healthcare and being nervous about finding risks out uh, and and that process in and of itself is is overwhelming. But as I've moved to Spain, I, I found it a bit scarier. Even though my Spanish is okay, uh, it's still a second language, or it's not a, a language that I particularly myself had strength in. And while I think I'm very lucky and was able to receive some help or be able to work through it, I can imagine if if uh, people or let's say migrants or refugees in a particular situation there might be a, a bit more barriers. And then that really motivated today's uh, topic because I think it is really important that people have that access. But if you're not able to communicate or understand, for example, if there is a, a level of risk to receiving a treatment or how exactly you would receive a treatment, that could be uh, really detrimental. True. Yeah. I mean, it's important, of course, to be able to tell the person, the healthcare person, the nurse, the doctor, whoever it might be, what the problem is and be able to express yourself fully and what it is you're going through so that they can understand how to treat you. But of course, if there's no, if that line of communication is lost, it makes things, it makes things a lot harder. Like the recuperation process, the treatment process becomes yes. a bit hard and complicated. And, and I actually, imagine. just being able to receive that adequate, you know, being able to communicate or or feel comfort in the situation, especially if you're talking to a doctor, that's already a very uncomfortable process. I can imagine. So, having that language barrier on top of that um, can be very off-putting. Um, and already, if there there is uh, as we've talked about before, you know, less of a desire to go actually receive healthcare or receive levels of care. I can imagine with a language barrier in place that would make people even less likely to to want to do that. True. Um, yeah. As well, in Europe, there's an increasing number of migrants and refugees coming throughout the place uh, throughout and there there are certain areas that don't necessarily have a a, a language program or, or something in place to accommodate in certain areas like for example the Basque country where they might not have the the same access to these resources um that can be a, a huge barrier for the you know for people for migrants or whoever who they are trying to receive health and i think that's a, a basic right but um, uh, one thing I, I'm curious about is is actually that process or or how the translation and those efforts work because I know at least in the U.S. there are some efforts, but it's it's been a long fight to be able to, for example, for 
and only state by state or within certain areas because of the whole bureaucracy of everything you know some places might have translators or people who can advocate and help people out but that that's that's a process and i'm wondering what that process if, if any information at all what what that would be like and i know there are, are rules and regulations within the european union that accommodate for that with having a, a secondary language being a requirement but how how is that you know implemented and how in those places that don't have that how do we then you know go about achieving that or is there a way i mean i think it's important to first of all like you said like you mentioned it's a system right so and for example the european union is about 27 28 countries i believe which means that each country works as its own entity, even though they're within a union that at least allows some sort of free trade and movement. But then you might have a person coming from the very next neighboring country speaking a language like, I don't know, French, maybe coming to Spain and they're, they're on vacation, which can happen. You can be on vacation somewhere because you want to go there, but also not know the language because you don't. And you end up in an accidental situation. What happens is that you're going to have to find and seek treatment, but if you are, let's say, in a small town where no doctor or no nurse or no person who is equipped with that knowledge of how to treat and take care of you, if they don't know how to tell you or ask you the questions for you to understand, that is already a barrier to your medical health, to your treatment, to possible maybe um, bad occurrences that might happen during, let's say, surgery because they didn't know that you might be allergic to something or <laughs> you were given something that doesn't work with your system and maybe consequences can happen after. So I think this is maybe a bit more of medical management, yeah. I believe, finding out how that can work for everyone so that the system or most systems at least have people, even if it's one person who can represent a language that is spoken in a region around the world, or at least if it's a major language like that, then maybe a language that one person knows because it's a special language like Hungarian, for example, that is not spoken by many. But if you are in Hungary and you don't know how to talk to them at the hospitals because you're sick or Hungarian travels to a foreign country. I'm sorry, I lost you for about a second. Would you mind repeating that? Hello, I lost you for a few seconds there, I believe. Yes, I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. quite, quite get that. Yeah, um, I just said at the end that like it's important that people have like access to a language translator or someone who at least is, has some medical knowledge that also, but also is fluent maybe in a few languages or one or two languages because then you have at least someone that if a patient comes and they only speak, let's say Hungarian, I said, then you know, there might be someone in the hospital who knows Hungarian and that person might have to be there at that time. And it's a little complicated because language is like yeah. universal, but also diverse. Yeah, for sure. And I, I can imagine, too, if, if let's say both people happen, like there's a lot of doctors who aren't necessarily local um, to a specific area as we live in a very globalized world and advocating for those people, if both parties have uh, uh, like their second language isn't, they, they don't have the same first language spoken. I think imagine trying to communicate even while being able to speak the main language of whatever place they're speaking could be a bit difficult as well. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. 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 I imagine there are a lot of barriers in that. So can I just ask you a I'm question? So, I'm Have sorry, you... I just disconnected once again. It appears that we're having a bit yeah. of a connection problem at the moment. On a Sunday. Yeah, I just have a question for you. Have you encountered any kind of language barriers while you were traveling in a country and maybe you might have needed medical assistance or maybe not even just medical, but the language was the barrier to you kind of attaining the service that you acquired oh, yes. at that time? Definitely. Actually, while living in, in Spain, so first, first moved in, I was having a, a bit of a health problem and just actually being able to advocate or a lot of times I think people would assume what the problem was um, and my Spanish wasn't that great. And so it, it made it a bit difficult because I would go there and back. And, you know, I, I think they might have assumed or not really listened to or understood what I was trying to articulate. And so they would assume it was something else. And then I would have to go back multiple times. And luckily it wasn't nothing serious, but I remember that being uh, difficult and it, it was a bit, overwhelming and it ended up costing me a bit more than I had expected, um, especially with going in, in the, the whole language thing. So it's also, it can have the potential of being a higher cost. And if that language barrier wasn't there, I imagine we would have solved whatever problem I had or the problem that I did have much quicker. Yeah. So that, that was frustrating. And, yeah. and, and, and again, I think yeah. um, like, English is, is a super popular language. So a lot of people do speak it even in, in here. And I can imagine if it is a bit more of a, a language that isn't popular, like, like I, as you said, with Hungarian, or let's say if it was French in, in certain areas, um, that that could be very difficult. And not, not to mention all the languages that aren't included in the European Union as well, of people who might migrate from outside of the the place like that can be very difficult yeah. but I, yeah. I mean i think a situation like sorry a situation like that is obviously going to be frustrating yeah. for the healthcare personnel sure. and also for the person in trouble because it's literally we say the same thing every person says the same yeah. thing at some point in any language we speak the only difference is it's a different language so I might say water, someone else might say agua, or someone might say something else, but we're literally just saying the same thing that we see and we do every day on a daily basis because okay. it's just the human lifestyle, right? But then, of course, mistreatment and, and many other things that you've mentioned, also getting proper treatment and then time is wasted and maybe money is wasted. And I think maybe in modern day medical management, it's important to incorporate other people who are not just um, medical staff yeah. in the hospital, like staff like that might not always be necessary but they should be available do you know what i mean that there's someone that maybe it's like a phone service online in the hospital where if a patient comes and no one speaks their language because maybe yeah. it's hungarian or something they can just speak to an operator on the phone in the hospital find out what's going on and then just let the doctors know within in the correct time i'm sure it exists of course but it's not something that I've seen yeah. on a daily basis. No, I agree. I've actually, um, I've heard a story about my, my city back in the U.S. where um, there, there's a large Latino population 
and um, they had for the longest time in, in one of the hospitals to the community, there, there had not been actual translators. So a lot of times that, that as we were talking with that bit of that, that language barrier had, had such a profound impact until let's say, I think it was a nonprofit or a community organizing group that went in and had to advocate and finally get translators um, that worked with the nonprofit um, to actually advocate and speak for these people. But it was, it was, it was a long time and it took, it took a lot of fighting to get that done. So I can only imagine, especially as we mentioned in, in a system um, and with each country and each city, maybe having its own jurisdiction and rules and restrictions, all that kind of stuff. I, I can imagine it can be very difficult to establish a system there, but I think nonetheless, you know, I, I think maybe whether it's further research or actually having something done, um, I think it is something that people should definitely care about and, and look into um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely, I mean, and also it's important for us to know, right, about the right options for us to use and to yeah. take. And I'm looking into many options that would work well with the foundational work that we're doing so that, you know, people who might be in one part of the world but have a language barrier can find our services online and yes. kind of decide that, oh, I happen to be in a country where Spanish is spoken and, and we can find either a health personnel or a doctor or someone who can at least be a translator for the time being for them to be able to get services. And we've discussed contracting and collaboration that's going to be something in the future for us. But I think that's basically what we are trying to do here is not just give information, but also give assistance in education and health, right? And I'm hoping that maybe soon you, me, and climate change can sit down and just have weekly discussions as we are now about it. Yes, I, I agree. I think that would be great. So about public health. Yes. this kind of environment because their lungs are not developed enough or there may be some this happens to a person what can you do because we kind of know what to do but if we're not reminded we kind of forget and then if a situation you're not anticipating happens what happens is the human mind panics and that's normal we all panic but if we're like i've heard this before a week ago or a month ago or from someone else or experienced it it's a bit more familiar yeah yeah definitely that's that's super true yeah and i think again at the the core of of what we're talking about is is advocacy and and really um helping those and 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 the fact that there there, there should be options for those who, who need it and it's important that we continue to move this conversation forward or move that because none of these issues are also exclusive to one another they all intertwine and for our listeners out there I think these are things that we as people and we as citizens of the world should be considerate of is how these things are not mutually exclusive and, and unique um, to one another. They all play into each other and we need to be 
you know, multifaceted in our approach to these problems. True. Yeah. Because yeah. societal problems, I mean, health is a societal problem. Every single person, no matter what your status is, you will get sick at some point because you're exposed to something or you just got sick because of yeah. a certain situation. Think if we don't really know kind of, yeah, the public health things to do and tips to have and to kind of know, okay, when this thing happens, this is the first thing I should start looking into or looking at while I'm waiting for the ambulance or while I'm waiting for something else. But because it's just on a podcast, it's easy for everyone or a lot of people to access it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry, I disconnected for a bit of a moment. Yeah, it's it's fine. I was just done there with just saying about yeah. having communication and lack of barriers when it comes to medical and institutions. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, and I think, especially as ta- you know, with TAF, we we're we're moving toward you know outside of just the podcast, continuing and 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 granting that access to to people as well. As as um, often as you've spoken to me in your your own works and and, and that kind of thing, so I'm I'm excited to see um, how we can progress that moving forward and we can continue the conversation and move that toward action as well. Yeah, I mean everything starts in your community, right? So we're just going to start in our environment, our community yeah. right now, and then just kind of build it up from there because i mean i have plans my plan my real plan for TAF in the future is we're going to countries where our kind of assistance is not only wanted but also needed in the sense that this can change someone's life not because we're life changers but just because the knowledge that you have or that i have or that miss karima has or whoever it is that might be with us in assistance at that time the knowledge that we have is so unique to someone to everyone actually, because each person has some uniqueness that they can give or they have to bring to the world. And it's all just a matter of figuring out what that yeah. is for each and every individual person. But I think to know that someone is gonna appreciate the time we're giving to teach them something, whether it's a language or a health educational or some kind of information about their environment, just knowing that someone appreciates that I think is a great blessing that you can't really get from many things in life. Knowing that someone who needed you got your help or your but maybe that was life-changing maybe you're just giving you're listening every week but you don't know that but you don't have to know that because that's i guess the roots of the reward always come back to a person at some point or somehow yeah yeah i think that that really speaks to um just the value of human connection the value of a person. I think in our life, we can go through so easily without really thinking about other people. And I, I think this really is, is a testament to that. Just really, uh, you know, seeing people as people and not an ends to a means and seeing that every person has something of value that they contribute and that they have, whether it's knowledge, whether it's experience, but it's a story yeah, as yeah. well. I think uh, often uh, we might undercut the value of personal narrative and, and those stories and those experiences but life isn't just about data as well um it's about the the stories that that kind of go along with that 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 really enhance it the qualitative information that that help us understand the world around us and how we operate with it you know 
Yeah, definitely. That's very important to have. I mean, in like a functional society that works in the sense of things are moving in a progressive way for not some or most, but kind of all have the option of having that as a possibility. And of course, I believe that healthcare and not free, okay, free healthcare might be hard for many different societies to attain, mm -hmm. but global healthcare in the sense that maybe you're somehow paying some kind of health institution or health care system program, maybe somewhere else, but you're moving or you're, you end up somewhere else and you can have this universal. So not just a union or a regional or this bipartisan between two countries when it universal healthcare card that works anywhere in the somewhere that you can yeah. get at least assistance basic assistance maybe surgery might be too complicated but basic assistance so that you don't end up in a country yeah. where you're just you're on vacation for two weeks and then you end up needing medical assistance and then what you have to end up paying might be too much or maybe not nothing at all compared to your currency but then there's always going to be some kind of paperwork or complication or barrier or this or that just yeah. a healthcare universal healthcare card i believe is something that maybe we need to start all thinking about the possibility of that i'm sure the possibility has been thought of but maybe the implementation yeah yeah i think i think idea. also just thinking beyond what that that concept of thinking far beyond what we have now and seeing that there you know what we're we might see it now as impossible but who knows what the future has in hold you know the, the things that we saw as impossible before, whether it's airplanes, whatever it is, you know, has become possible. If you had said that we have these vehicles that we drive that aren't horses or that are, are not bicycles, for example, I don't know if the bicycle kit came out before the car. I'm not very well versed in that. That's information. I don't, I don't, that's information. I don't have, you know, that's a good you know, question. But, I'm but, not um, sure. but yeah, no, um, in, in that light, you know, we, we should strive towards that. And, and, and we need to be creative. We need to be progressive in that, in that regard to, you know, how we handle these situations. And surely, yes, they're complicated. Surely, yes, they're almost the, 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 the things in these ideas, such as universal health care, might seem so far from what we have or what we'll ever have. But I think, nonetheless, from what I feel you just said, um, we, we have to move towards that, or we should, you know, because while we might have thought something impossible before, you know, the, it, it's now possible. Things, things, and I'm not saying that universal healthcare is now possible, but the things that we once thought were impossible are now being, you know, had. So who's to say that that couldn't one day happen and that we should not strive towards that just because we don't have that now? I just believe yeah. that we, if we can land on the moon, we can, we can build yes. airplanes. We can literally build metals that can resist gravity and fly in the air. How yeah. is universal healthcare not that yeah. at least an option, a global option in the sense that once you're born anywhere, it doesn't matter your citizenship and your status, yeah. it's there as your human right just to start. Maybe education can be basic care, thought yeah. like that later in life universal education but universal health care in the 21st century is something that i believe is not just necessary but it's just 
it's it's basic human yeah. it's a basic human need no you can't survive without health right now somehow at some point someone's going to need yeah. to see someone for some reason and it shouldn't be a matter of I have enough money or not, or maybe this month I have enough money or not, or this year I'm not equipped financially to do that. It should just be, I can do it. Because you know what happens a few times during my time, line of work is I've met people who have wanted to go see doctors, but yeah. they don't have the finances for it. So it's not a matter of someone being ignorant and yeah, saying, sure. I'm scared to go and see a doctor. Or I don't want to go see a doctor or anything like that, but they want to get medical assistance. But they don't want to open up that case, which means that yeah. money they don't have will have to be spent. And then they're in debt for a year or two years. And that's that's obviously not fair. If you decide to buy yourself a new car because you want to buy a new car, you choose that and you end up in debt. That's a personal choice. But yeah. to get sick because you get sick because you're human and then not have access to be able to get proper treatment affordably for everyone, not just a certain type, but everyone, I think it's a little... Yeah, I think I don't know. Uh, I don't know what uh, yeah, the word is I'm looking for in English right or, now. Or it's a little ridiculous to be. Everybody, everything, anything can happen to anybody, you know? It doesn't matter really who you are. Yeah, like some people might be more dis- predisposed to that, but that's even more concern for why we should have uh, something in place to receive adequate care, you know? Instead of just letting people suffer or... You know, and and feeling like there is no option. Yeah. You know, we that what kind of world do we live in? If or what you know, we live in that world where that does happen, and that's reality. But where uh, we might not, that might not be our concerns. You know, I think we we ought to start making that our concern. I make that at least a conversation to be had, and to you know, thinking again about the value of people, thinking again about everybody having something. You know, and it might, again, we might see it now and that to some might sound far-fetched, but you're right. We, we've been to outer space. So why is that more attainable and achievable? You know, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now thinking about, and we did that. We went to outer space years ago. Like, like what, when, when was it? The 1960s? Again, not great on my history in that regard. Uh not my forte, but again, as we've been talking on our recent conversations on the value of knowledge, if you want to educate me, please send us a message and let me know. Um, I'll Google that later. But definitely, yeah, like it, it is something that we've achieved before, and yet we still don't have this this thing that I think most humans should have. You know. And most humans need, right? If you never have to use it, but it should just be sitting there, like your car keys when you get back home and you want to get in your car or your house keys or whatever, something that should just be there because yeah. you, you have to have it. You should have it. It shouldn't be a choice or a need because now it's a need. It should just be there because if it is there, I think not only does it boost global economy, but also boost the global health. Healthy people are taking care of themselves and knowing how to and really understanding why it's important to take care of yourself. Because I talked to someone and they, she told me, yeah, I was taught how to recycle when I was young, but I was never really taught why I should recycle. So I did a kind of robotic.
I'm sorry. I think we've disconnected again. One moment, please. Yeah, I was just saying it's important to be able to just kind of like talk and communicate and find out issues, but not just on a personal scale, but also just like getting conversations going on between people and health professionals and figuring out how to make, it's not easy. Of course, it's an idea yeah. that someone's thought about before, but yeah. maybe the more ideas are thought about constantly, the bigger and faster the solution can be. Yeah. And I think at the core, really, how do we treat people who, who need it, you know? You know, it's not a matter of if I think some people might disagree with the idea of, of healthcare access for all, but really at the core of who we are and, and, and just kind of as people, you know, we, we, we should, I think we should value each other and, and know that if somebody needs treatment, they should probably get treatment. I think that I think that's fair and there's nothing unreasonable about that or that any person is more deserving or less deserving of receiving such care at a fundamental level. Yeah. Like I was mentioning like I was mentioning before, like having just global universal health care can actually boost the universal global economy and boost universal global trade and boost, boost everything else that needs to be boosted in countries and societies and unions to make them more because they're just more healthy people who are yeah. taking care of themselves and knowing how to be healthy. And being healthy is not eating carrots every day and being perfectly like that, but knowing what your limitations are, knowing yeah. what you can eat, knowing what you're allergic to. Many people are, live a life where they're eating something you're allergic to and find themselves getting mildly sick a certain way yeah. all the time but not really knowing why and may, yeah maybe this is not a doctor's job to have to tell you or figure out but then also maybe this is not your teacher's job maybe your parents don't know that because they just don't so it's just a vicious cycle but this is why i found yeah. a huge passion in public health in medicine because i think it's basic but then it's knowledge that evolves with society with age with with generation even because there might be generational problems in health or diseases or infections so it kind of it go it moves forward as society moves forward but also it keeps it simple to the basic human mind because my basic human knowledge in something like sociology i have basic knowledge in sociology but you have an undergrad knowledge you have like an actual university knowledge of what sociology is so like that kind of knowledge means that you yeah. can teach that to someone else right and, and 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 I think we should always, you know, be expanding our own knowledge in different different fields, and and that's why it's it's platforms like this are really like I really love it because I feel like every person that you interview, I learn something from, uh, and it's always interesting. Yeah, uh, the, I have the immensely yeah and people's different perspectives, you know, because it really sheds light on our own our own the whole world that we're living in. We're not just. You know, while we might live yeah. in our own life, our own space, and yeah. be an individual, we also live in an interconnected world, and we share this space. So we should know about each other. Exactly, exactly. And you're saying that we're sharing a space, is that we're all sharing space that might not be on the same continent or the same country or city, but we're all sharing the same basic space on the planet. So. What I have noticed in my region in 2014, maybe someone else is noticing in their region right now.
But if they are equipped with what is going on or what it, what how it happened here, they can be equipped with what to know what it happens there because we're just passing on simple information and in public health and education in what's going on with their environment. Because this is not the age of stuffing information into your head. It's the age of getting raw and real information and using that for the betterment of the planet because there's an overpopulation problem on the planet and then there's a lack of replenishable resources. So we might be fine now, but what if the planet doesn't produce any more anything anymore in the next 20 years? What happens to the 7 billion people on the planet? And how... How do we life seasons you know, exist? Again, and we yeah. also going back to you know a lot of the subjects that we talk about. How do we treat our planet that we are you know playing a huge part in in destroying or the environment or the human rights violations? These these things that matter, you know, all these these things that come up. We share this space, and while I might not directly feel or know that I'm feeling the impact of this shared world, we still have always been connected. We still have responsibility or have impact on the world in some way. So we need to be globally aware or at least have different sets of knowledge that we can refer to um, so that we can better understand each other. Yeah. 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 Thank you very much for I mean, this information and introduction into healthcare and um, language barriers. And that's something we're going to have to yeah. talk about more often. And we're all learning languages. All the three of us are learning some kind of language or improving it because we've realized it's important to better our work and maybe better our travels and also open up many possibilities. As If you can speak more than two languages, you have more possibilities of working in more than two countries, for example. Yeah. Or just being able to, again, connect Great. to a, a, a culture. You, you may yeah. not be another person with. i exactly. think it's just in that value that 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 serves so much um and and yeah, yeah. So i i definitely agree with that or connect to a culture that maybe you've been removed from you know i um i think learning spanish for me um I, my family spoke spanish um but i never had the chance to learn it so now as an adult I'm, i and it's definitely a struggle but it, it's been very rewarding to be able to connect with family members that had not previously been able to speak to at the same level um which is very it's very rewarding in that regard as well and so now connecting with people you know and, and knowing the more languages you know i can imagine the the easier there it is to connect to people and, and notice that you know while we are all very different we have these things that we share in common you know yeah I think it's the first social barrier we overcome when we make human contact is because it's going to be hi or good afternoon or what is your name or where you're from or what do you do for a living is the person's mouth is most like most likely going to open and ask a question or maybe demand something or whatever and if there isn't that line of communication then opportunities are lost and connections are also maybe lost because there is body language but it's not the same as actually knowing the words because what is the first thing we start learning and hearing when we're yeah words yeah absolutely says voices and then voices. 
sorry we lost you for a second but i mean just kind of summarizing everything we yes. talked about the importance of language Yes. Um, well, I think I, uh, we're still having some connection difficulties, but. Yeah, I just got back. So I was just saying, I just kind of summarize everything. We'll be talking more about public yeah. health. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me and thank you to our audience for listening in today as well. Yeah. And thank you for kind of opening the chapter, the very important chapter, the language barrier and healthcare system of the world. This is something that is always going, it's always going to be an issue, not because it's a problem, but it's always going to be a barrier to something, yes. to global society. Definitely. Yes. Thank you so All right. much. So we'll see you soon on the next podcast. Have a great day. All right. Bye. Bye.